Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown and & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-22. This program is called The Morning After. It's presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. We are in the Michelob Ultra Studios. My name is Tim McKernan. Doug's name is Doug Vaughn. Ken's name is Iggy. Iggy Strode. The gentleman in the orange. You like that, Doug? Orange? I don't mind to it, orange? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Darren the Peoria Plowboy Atkins. And the man off camera who remains off camera. Jackson Burkett. Yeah, get back there, though. Man in love. Do you see your lady friend this weekend? Yeah. Oh, man in love. Wow. How many times is this now? Three. Men. I don't know. I'm happy for him, though. I am, too. I really am. I'm invested in this, and I'm uncomfortable with the fact that I am, but I just know I am. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. Still going in a good direction? Yeah, I'd say so. I wish I was more like you. Why do you say that? Well, he finds a girl he likes, and he just keeps it to himself. Not me. I let everybody know everything about me. Why do you do that? I don't know. Probably about to get a bunch of theories. I'm lucky enough to have a girl that likes the show and is fine with the reindeer games. Really? I'm blessed to have that because I could imagine this being not as fun with people with careers. and. Oh, sure. Care about the personal image. Mm. Has your uh, new lady friend listened to any of your uh, three presentations, Jackson? Not to my knowledge. Which is probably for the best. Yeah. Oh, look at that! <laughs> look at this, look at that! You can that might be that her go, Yeah, I pulled that. You think she might dump you if you knew some of the things that were said on this show? No. No. She knows it's really dumb. Does she? No. You had a show that interview you did, uh, that promo that you, uh, you do in the sound story. Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly more, uh, a little more professional, mm-hmm. more Ooh. buttoned up. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, what are you trying to say? When you say right. professional. I don't mean to, yeah. Well, have you introduced each other to your, your parents? No. No, no, no. Not yet. No, that's coming, though. Well, your dad listens, so he knows about her. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to them about it, but I haven't introduced the, the two. It starts with a G and ends with an ale vulva. <laughs> you could just have the conversation. Just that. Just drop. <laughs> She'll get it. She'll get it. She'll know Gail. Is that the guy that does the look at this is having that time of his life? No, I like that. Sergio did. I don't know how we would know about Gail Vulva or about Viva La Iggy or Viva La Strode. <sighs> Great Chris Raby. <laughs> Viva La Strode. <laughs> Uh, Doug, what a situation we had on Thursday following this radio presentation, this award-winning radio presentation. Friend of the program who will join, I can't wait to talk to him, on Balloon Party, uh, Jeremy Rutherford, uh, tweeted out this. Kairou on relationship with Barubi, quote, I've got no comment. He's not my coach anymore. End quote. Yeah. All hell broke loose mm-hmm. from that moment henceforth. The Blues played their Thursday night game while we were having our TMA year-end awards. And Kairou was booed heartily in the pregame introductions. Booed every time he touched the puck. And then 
following the game, he had this to say. Get the lever policy. Obviously, respect Chief, you know. He's been my coach for the whole time I've been here, right? So, you know, I respect everything he's done here. You know, he's done, he's done a great job. You know, he won a cup, right? So all I really meant was, you know, I'm just trying to focus on my future and, you know, focus on what I can do to help my team win. So that's, that's all I really meant. Jordan, uh, how difficult is it to have the fan base react the way they did tonight? Were you hearing the booze on the ice? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely heard those. Um, I mean, it's not easy, obviously, but... You know, I see where they're coming from you know, with how my comments on it. So, that's yeah, definitely tough. I mean, you know, I love playing here. I love playing in front of the fans. So, yeah. I mean, just, you know, sorry if it sounded in a bad way at all. I mean, just like I said, you know, I'm just really trying to focus on, on the future here and, and, you know, focus on what I can do to, you know, help our team win and, you know, help get wins for the boys. So, how were you able to focus then tonight? And you feel like you had it? Um, it's definitely the toughest game I've probably played, to be honest. But,. You're getting pretty emotional here. Where are the emotions coming from? I mean, it's just tough, right? Like, you know, I love playing here, so it's just it's tough to hear the fans booing me there. Sorry. So that was Jordan Cairo following the game on uh, Thursday. We were watching the post game. The audio wasn't on when we were hot shots following the year end of wars. I go, oh my God, I think he's crying. Um, and so. Jeremy Rutherford then writes on, I believe it was Friday, uh, the following, which gave some context. Now, the issue is, is he writes for The Athletic. It's a subscription site, and unlike the Post-Dispatch, even though that's subscription as well, a lot of people, I think, didn't get a chance to read what Rutherford wrote. Um, but Jeremy Rutherford felt badly about mm-hmm. what took place, and uh, he wrote the following. Several of the Blues had spoken about Barubi's departure and how they took the news. I hadn't read or heard anything from Kairou, so I decided to talk to him about it myself. What were your thoughts on the coaching change? Does it seem like a fresh start? And then came the third question. There's so much out there about the relationship between you and Barubi. Is there anything you would want to say about that? I've got no comment, Kairou replied. He's not my coach anymore. I told Kairou that I understood, and we moved on to a different topic. The chat lasted three minutes. I said thanks and walked away. Sometimes when a player says something people might be heavily interested in, you put it on social media relatively quickly. But it was three hours before I was back at my laptop typing in the comments from the morning practice. Did I think Kairou's comment might evoke a response? Sure. I've been on X, formerly Twitter, since 2009. And I cover a professional sports team for a living. I know that fans are passionate and reactionary. I've sent out a few quotes over the years that created a stir, and as long as you're 100% confident in the accuracy, it's part of the job. What unfolded Thursday, though, was different. Cairo was trending on X. National TV networks were creating graphics. And when the Blues game against the Senators began, many in the crowd of 18,000 at Enterprise Center were booing him when he was announced in the starting lineup, and then every time he touched the puck. Even though Kairou said what he said, I watched from the press box wishing it would stop. I realize fans can do what they desire, but I'm just being honest about how I felt. Uh, He went on to write uh, what Kairou then said after the game Thursday and that how he learned of the backlash after he woke up from his afternoon nap. I realize some people might think that sounds weird. Hockey players have morning skates and then they take naps. I don't know how many people know that, but that is what they do. Um, and so it wasn't like he was just napping throughout the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw some people going, afternoon nap, what the hell? Yeah, I, I never really got that either. In my 20s, I don't think I ever would have dreamed of taking a nap. <sighs> but you do know that's what they do. I know that yeah. a lot of them do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. they do. It's like a, it's a, it's a thing. I don't I, get I guess, it. I, I, I guess it. if you're up late, you know, and then you have the morning I was skate. up late, too. What time's your nap? Because oh, of the brain's In my 20s, dream. I was up really way too late. Never thought about, of course, I wasn't a professional athlete either. I didn't have to be a peak performance. So You'd be surprised that. when I look at your physique that you weren't a professional athlete. <laughs> yeah, I know you would. You had a home run off Tom Seaver. Rutherford went on to say, I have a goal, too, to make sure that I provide more context when posting comments on social media. Sometimes I do, and other times I don't, and this is one that could have used some. It's often difficult to describe someone's tone. Was it flippant? Was it malicious? For anyone still wondering, and I've listened to the audio again many times, it's not as much disdain as it is matter-of-fact and moving on. 
A few fans on social media have suggested to me that Kairou said what he meant and only clarified it because of the backlash. That's your right to believe, but I'm going to choose to think that when given the chance to elaborate, he did, and he chose his words well. Uh, Thursday, there was someone in the press box who knows all about getting booed in St. Louis, so I approached him about the situation. Chris Pronger. Pronger, of course, booed uh, heavily because he was traded for a fan favorite in Brendan Shanahan. I asked Pronger what that was like. Quote, it's not nice. It's nice when you're on the road and getting booed because it means you're doing your job. But when you're getting booed at home, whether it's the team not playing well or you're not doing your job or if it's a trade that, frankly, had nothing to do with me or whatever, the fans will get over it. Getting booed? you got to put your big boy pants on. You're getting paid a lot of money to produce, and you're getting paid to win. When you don't, and you're not performing up to that level that's expected, emotions are a big part of it, from the fans to ownership, management, coaches, media, all the way down. So it can get a little contentious at times. But in today's environment, the page is going to be turned, and they're going to be going to a new story. Uh, however long that takes, Rutherford goes on to write, hopefully this can be a lesson for both a player in a high-profile position and a reporter who has an important responsibility. I know it will be for me. That's Jeremy Rutherford giving his perspective and feeling what I would say is guilty over what wound up taking place with Jordan Cairo on Thursday. Doug, your reaction to that part of the story before uh, we get to Saturday against the Stars? Uh, well, I, I was sorry to see it happen, too. I personally don't think you ought to be booing people, especially hometown people. That has been your policy is for as long as we've been doing the show. For only for lack of effort. That's the only thing you could boo someone. Not because they made a physical mistake or, or said something. If they're not out there giving an effort, then maybe. Other than that, you shouldn't boo the home team. I just don't think you should. And Kairou's not a bad guy. He isn't. He's, he's not uh, terribly articulate. He doesn't talk a lot. Uh, I, I think he's a little bit uncomfortable in interview situations. He just is. He doesn't always maybe say what you would like him to say. He's not mean-spirited at all. He's just he's not terribly articulate, and we kind of expect players to be that. I think it would have been, on the other hand, easy for him to say that, yeah, we're going to miss uh, Barubi. We didn't perform the way we should. We cost a great coach his job. I feel bad. We'll try to pick it up. We'll learn from this feel horrible for him. I wish him the best. That wouldn't have been very hard for him to say, but he didn't. And, and the fans reacted and then, you know, he paid the price for that. Uh, as far as Jeremy Rutherford, he just, he was just doing his job and I'm sure it kind of got away from, I don't think he intended this to go the way that it did. Clearly he didn't want to see Cairo pay the price or suffer for it, but he did just kind of an unfortunate situation all the way around where I'm not, I'm not sure there is a, a bad guy in this, and yet they both kind of came out smarting from the whole situation. Uh, from the 573, the media's fallen all over themselves, thinking they were the cause of this. Who else in the media is saying that? Uh, I, I may, I, I'm asking I that, like, I don't know. truly from a point of curiosity, because I don't necessarily consume a whole lot of it is another. It is Rutherford. another lesson in the power of social media. What you put out there gains traction, and pretty soon the whole hockey community all over the country was talking about media is falling over themselves thinking they were the cause of this i was there a big part of the booing was just his dog s play all year he made a lazy play to end the game two nights before correct doug okay to boo lack of effort which is why he was booed that's from no, the five seven three i don't buy that he do you guys know a, anything about media saying that I, he didn't make I, a, I, i'm asking okay he didn't problems. make a lazy play that cost him in detroit he got beat on a play he was digging for the puck he was trying he got beat on it wasn't lazy. He didn't back off the play. He just got beat. Well, for the record, I disagree on the booing thing, but you've been consistent on this for as long as we've been doing the show. I, if, if someone wants to boo, they're welcome to boo. Um, and I know you're not saying they shouldn't boo. I mean, like that there should be penalties. I know that you're not a fan of it, but I'm all for it. I do think that Cairo uh, has been a justifiable target of fans' disdain um, for ranging from effort to his play to the manner with which he conducts himself in interviews. But I do think that that part of that is not because he is condescending so much as you made reference to. He's just not comfortable, which is really rare in hockey because, God, nine out of ten guys who do interviews in, you know, especially if they're they're natives of the U.S. or Canada, are great interviews. So when somebody isn't in hockey, it stands out more, I think. Mm -hmm. But with that all said, 
Um, I think when it gets down to this, and I don't know what your experience has been when you go back to, to your career, whether it be in, in Miami or the 80s and 90s in St. Louis. I can speak to the last 23 years in St. Louis. I don't recall a firing of a coach or general manager having the level of disapproval rating that this one did. Usually when a coach or general manager or AD manager or whatever is fired, there's been some buildup to it, buildup to it, and then finally there's relief that it's happened. In this case, I'm telling you, it, it, it was met with universal, near universal, I'm talking about 95%, disapproval. And also I think people... This was so consistent from the conversations I had, and I had a lot of conversations about this over the last five, six days. I don't get it. Armstrong said that we know that this isn't a top team. We're hoping just to get into the playoffs and then see if we can get lucky. We recognize what the situation is, and then you fire Baruby. I don't understand. Like, you're the one who built the roster. You're responsible for this team that's stuck with these, you know, contracts for, you know, low-performing and aging defensemen. Why in the hell is Baruby the one who gets whacked and, and and Armstrong gets to to fire the bullet when just two months ago he said I know that this team's not Colorado or Dallas so I think that was the source of it and then the people are already pissed off and then you see the Cairo quote from Jeremy Rutherford who is well respected by most fans and it, you know it wasn't just like a you know it, w- it was Jeremy Rutherford it had credibility behind it and so then that is the gasoline on a fire that was already burning that I do think in part was uh, because people felt like Kairou was one of the reasons that Berube lost his job. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad about Berube, too, and everyone I talk to is upset by the fire. Yeah. Everybody. You couldn't help but like the guy, not to mention the fact he won the only Stanley Cup for the franchise. Did that not buy you some equity? The well, fa- it, it did, but then, you know, and it got him through last year, but then I just don't understand why this year was was the straw. And then they but I do sh- think it was like, hey, we got to get Kairou going. I mean, I talked about this the morning. This was before. This isn't a sports media. Look, I was right thing because I would get more crap wrong. But, uh, you know, I thought it was so fitting that Kairou, you know, getting beat along the boards with the empty net and then the Red Wings scoring while the Blues were on the power play with Barubi having the goalie pulled, which was certainly a question for his strategy if people were going to pick it on his strategies was so fitting because it like checked all of the boxes blues power play jordan kairu empty net and that was the nail in his coffin but still it wasn't even i mean i asked just kind of casually at the end of my conversation with rutherford last monday on 101 i said hey any you know talk about baruby's job security it just wasn't on people's minds they kind of accepted that this was what the team was there were some don't get me wrong there was a wing of people, but it wasn't the, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I think if John Mazalak were to lose his job, it would be met with a lot of ab- approval, and people would go, oh, of course. Or Ali Marmol. I mean, being Mazalak, Marmol before Barubi. And then maybe even Armstrong before Barubi, because people who are, you know, following this thing closely go, what the hell's Barubi going to do? There was no cap room, and you got a bunch of long term contracts for defensemen. And uh, and nobody coming up in in you know this year that's going to save the day. No moves that can be made. No latitude. Yeah, I, I think we also be have to be aware that some people, especially really young people, are not particularly comfortable being interviewed with a TV camera in their face, much less five or six cameras in their face and microphones everywhere and guys writing down notes on everything they say. And some of them, you know, come up when they're 20, 21 years old. And they're just completely uncomfortable with it. Who can blame them? I don't know what I might have said when I was 21 years old. If people had asked me questions I hadn't thought about and you're afraid to say something, you're going to offend the guy next to you or the captain of the team or the veteran who's giving you hell anyway or the, or the coach or the general manager. You don't want your own job to be at stake, afraid of what you're going to say. Some people are very comfortable with it and handle it very well, and, and some aren't. And, and their words can really make a difference in how they're perceived by the fan base. With regard to uh, the, the person texting in, the media is falling all over themselves thinking they were the cause of this. The gentleman says, every radio show in town has been pointing to the tweet as the reason for the booing. Well, then that would be Jeremy Rutherford. I was asking if other media people were saying that they were the reason for it. That's I think what I, this, that's guy, what I'm this guy is suggesting that even if that 
hadn't been out there, fans still would have booed him because Barubi got fired. I think that's what he's getting at. And I would disagree. I think he may have gotten booed, but not to the level that it took place on Thursday night. What do you think? That uh, tweet was the gasoline. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Does everybody agree with that, or does anybody disagree with that? No, I agree. And I, I don't think Jeremy has anything to apologize for. I mean, he's, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I think him uh, adding context. You can be a nice guy and make a mistake. Not to say that he did make a mistake, but I'm just saying, either. but he feels like he did. Well, cause I, because people were booing because of what he wrote, and I, he feels bad about it, but he was just putting the quote down that right. Kyrie but, gave but, him. But he's saying that there were three questions, and then when on the third one, that's when Kyrie said, I've got no comment. He's not my coach anymore. That tweet has been viewed two and a half million times. <laughs> The whole thing, I think JR adding context make Kairu's comments look worse. Because with just the tweet, JR could ask, what are your thoughts on Barubi? Or, you know, what are your thoughts on the firing? But it sounded like JR's question about the Barubi was pretty in-depth. You would assume that he would give some sort of blanket answer that you literally, Doug, just made up 10 minutes ago that took you five seconds to say, and that would have ended everything. Mm. I think Kyra got this on himself, and he didn't probably do it on purpose, but what you say in this sort of... We don't have a lot to go for in St. Louis, so the Blues are it. So right now, this is like the story in St. Louis. It probably would take a back burner in 90% of the major cities, but here it's a big deal, and so... He messed up, and he got booed for it. That was a national story, though. Here's uh, Biz Nasty talking about his thoughts on the— Was this before or after the the Dallas game, by the way, this Biz sound? I think it was before. Okay, Uh, then let's play it. That way I can stay in order. So here's my thoughts on the Kyrie situation. I thought it was so disrespectful the way that he handled the media when he was asked about it. Like, Chief is a legend, even as a player. And then, of course, you want to stand the cup there. And— I thought the reaction by the fan base was just trying to keep him honest, basically being like, if that's how you're going to treat the coach who brought us to Stanley Cup, and, and you're not going to have some positive words for a guy who tried to help you fold your game into an NHL-style game, like, I think Kyrie's got all the skill in the world, but I don't think he's been as receptive to learning the defensive side of the puck, and that was something that him and Barube constantly butted head, heads about. Um, is Barube old school, and do those types of coaches have a, a short shelf life sometimes? Absolutely, but look at how many guys he's helped win a Stanley Cup and helped bowl uh, Craig Berube. So uh, it was it was interesting to see Kairou kind of change his uh, his tone very fast. But young guy, learning experience, uh, learn from it, and move on. But once again, that's just a fan base. You know, they're blue collar, they're cutthroat, and they're going to keep they're going to keep you honest if you're being a, a, an entitled brat. Yeah, I I, I share. I mean, exactly what he said. I think he's speaking the truth. Who was that again? Uh, Paul Bissonnette, aka Biz Nasty from yeah. TNT uh, NHL coverage. Mm-hmm. Spitting chicklets, Doug. Yeah, yeah, I know he is. I just yeah, it's pretty that. obvious that uh, his first comment was how he felt. He's not my coach anymore. No comment. Well, that's there's your answer. But then when he gets booed, he came back out and corrected his answers. So mm-hmm. I think his first answer is how he felt. The second answer is because he got booed. Yeah, yeah maybe. And then they, the next two games they play, he plays very well. Had a goal and two assists Saturday night. So the situation going into Saturday night uh, after he is very emotional, I'm thinking to myself, this is going to, here's what's going to happen. He's going to get cheered. Um, and he will have a big night because his teammates will do whatever they can to get the puck on his stick. And so I looked around from a wagering standpoint to see what some of the player prop bets were on Jordan Cairo, and in a stunning development, and Doug, an opportunity for you to retire, even though I know you want to do this show for, what you say, 50 years? You want to forever. Do and forever is a long, long time. The over-under on Jordan Kyrou shots going into Saturday night's game against the Dallas Stars was three and a half. And I thought to myself, oh boy, you don't get opportunities like this too often, boys. Mm -hmm. But I think we've got ourselves a situation. And when I spot these, I rarely share them with people because there's no upside. If I'm wrong, it's not like I get a cut, you know, it's not like I'm handling their... 
you know, it's like I'm Mark Hanna at Evergreen Wealth Strategies here, you know, managing a portfolio, but I felt a fiduciary responsibility to those who I know gamble to let them know that there was a real opportunity in the marketplace on Saturday night. And we fired, and we fired heavily. No. Uh, it, the over-under of Cairo shots, three and a half, was plus 115, meaning you bet $100, you get paid 115 if it hits. And him scoring a goal was plus 189. Now, the goal, that's a little more, you know, that's a, that would be considered a, a variance play. Um, because he can be playing really well, but if he doesn't, you know, he can have a couple of assists, as he did, but not score a goal. Or he could have the puck on net and it gets deflected, he doesn't get credit for it. But the shots, Doug, we can control that. Sure. Boys say, hey, we got to get this guy right, let's get the puck on his mm-hmm. stick, and he's going to be firing. Uh, and I texted a number of people, one of those people is our resident man in love, Jackson Burkett. And I don't know what size his unit is, I've tried to see it a lot, but I've never gotten a chance to see it. But I believe you fired your unit. Yeah, I did, and uh, was rewarded handsomely. Uh, producer Joe, uh, I was texting with the nonling, and I can't recall oh, my, my buddy who bets ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, and I said, "Boys, I don't know what to tell you, but if this guy doesn't have four shots or more tonight, I will be absolutely stunned." So, fire, fire at will. How many you get? Nine. And he got the goal on his fourth shot to cover. Mm-hmm. So then, ever and it's just it, that was just that wasn't that wasn't like a, oh I got a sense that they're gonna win or this guy said this about that guy so I think they might be motivated. This is just logic. They are going to get the puck on his stick. You don't get these opportunities from a gambling standpoint all that often, and it was just logical. He had three at the end of the first period. His first shot of the uh, second period was the goal, and he wound up with nine, and he was wonder, all over the place. It makes you wonder why they don't have that mindset every game because he's. He's clearly their most talented offensive player, offensive player anyway. And why you wouldn't want that to be the game plan almost every night, I'm not sure. Because when he's shooting the puck, they're going to score more than they normally do. He's just, he's got very good hands. He's, he's creative. He's got saucy mitts, Tim. Well, speed is the thing yeah. that is why he's got the contract he's yeah. got. I don't know why you wouldn't ever want him to be the focus of, of a lot of your offense. He nearly got a second goal in overtime as the Blues uh, were facing the Stars. It's blocked, uh, but uh, Colton Pareko right there, and he has to go up under the bar because uh, the goalie's pads were blocking. He does that. and Can go bar Mexico? Bar Mexico. God, I like that a lot. <laughs> and I like Bar Mexico. Mm-hmm. And the Blues get the win. That makes it uh, two in a row since Craig Berube's termination. Just like uh, the situation in Edmonton and Minnesota. You fire your coach, you get a nice bounce. Yeah. Uh, Jackson's guy, Dean works. Evison, gets fired in Minnesota. The Wild go off. Uh, God, what was the name of the guy? Because he's got St. Louis ties who got fired in Edmonton. And now the Oilers have been on fire. Um, somebody will text it. Uh, but either way. Uh, you knew that the, I felt really good about the win on Thursday night. Didn't know about Saturday because you're playing one of the best teams in the league. But they get that one, and Jordan Cairo has a big night. Here is what he had to say to Jamie Rivers following the win. Jordan, just a huge win here for you guys tonight. For you personally, a great performance. And you hear the cheers here tonight. You love these fans, don't you? That's uh, uh, awesome. I love playing here. I love this rank. It was a great win by us tonight. It was a huge win. You guys, you, Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich, man, you guys have really connected here in the last couple of games. How much fun is it playing with those guys? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you know, they're always setting me up for great plays, so, you know, I love playing with them, and, you know, just a great game overall by our team tonight. Now, new coach comes in. You guys get a little bit of a bump here. How important is that as you head out onto the road? Yeah, we got a big road trip coming up, you know. We just got to focus on, focus on what's ahead, so we're ready to go. Jordan, great game tonight, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Standing ovation now. Well, hopefully the fences have been mended. And this could be like a turnaround in a career. He could just I agree bounce back and be mm-hmm. a stud the rest of the year. And he could probably look at this point in time. and If he uh, does take off, if this is yeah. sustained, this would absolutely be a moment on the timeline. Yeah. I, certainly that was, I mean, I do believe Cairo was one of the top reasons Barubi was fired. Not because of them butting heads so much as they're going we're invested in this guy for eight years. We've got to have him come through. And if he doesn't, we're going to have a real problem. 
And Drew Bannister has coached a number of the Blues' younger players. And so let's see if he can handle Jordan Cairo and get something going. And if not, then maybe we got to move on ourselves from him. Uh, and and certainly they didn't expect to take place what took place on Thursday with the comment br- regarding Barubi. But yeah. that was, as Cairo said, one of the toughest games he's ever played in his life. And then sure enough, he comes out on Saturday and has that kind of game. I think any athlete in just about any sport would tell you they're going to perform better if the home crowd is with them rather than booing them. And, and I think to have the crowd behind him will be a, a big help for him. And I guess he's turned the corner on that, hopefully. It'd be hard to go out there to your home rink and have the people booing you. It'd be hard to perform at your best if that's the case. And the fact that the fans got that off their chest and now maybe they've moved on. Maybe that's maybe it's going to work out for the best. When also, Kyra went back on the line with Robert Thomas. It's, they've had great success in the past, and I think splitting them up may have been part of an issue of his lack of production. So it is nice to see mm-hmm. at least the new coach. I don't know his name. I don't know if it matters at the time he's interim at the moment, but, I mean, at least he's making some changes. 2-0. Yeah. Can't complain. Uh, they will be put to the test here in four of their next five games, Doug. How do you do? I'm fine. Uh, Ningy, Ningy. Uh, Panthers mm-hmm. back home to take on Connor Bedard. And then after Christmas, the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. So uh, they will be facing some of the top teams over the next few weeks, not necessarily the Lightning or uh, the Blackhawks, but uh, certainly will be put to the test with the Panthers, Stars, and Avalanche. Well, we're now making tape-to-tape passes and playing a 200-foot game. Holy crap. We're keeping our short, our shifts short and our shorts shifted. <laughs> and so who knows what this team might be capable of. <laughs> Are you going to be covering a parade down market in June? Very well could be. I was just trying to get to the standings right now to see if they are currently in playoff position. Point back, eh? One point back. Yeah. And long with a lot of hockey to be played, Tim. Nice. Real nice, by the and way. And so I think this team is likely to drop the mittens a number of times and, and bow their necks. They might even bow their necks and probably pick up some precious points. Uh, 52 games remaining, Doug. 31 points Hi. and a point back of the Arizona Coyotes for that uh, second wild card spot. It's actually pretty tight in the central, relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, so Blues will be put to the test. Uh, Bill's wife was not in attendance on Thursday, but she said Bill is from Tampa, so we're heading to the game tomorrow. I'll let you know how the Tampa ladies are. It's from Bill's wife. She fit a trip. No. She fit a trip. I know what she's so This is do. a 280-pound dude, probably six foot. Yeah. No, Jackson confirmed it's a lady. He has, like, is... planners, warts, and oh. maybe a bad back. I I used to have planners worse as a kid. You get those burned off your foot. So her husband lives in Tampa? From oh, wow. How's that situation from, from, from Tampa. And when you say someone's finna, does that mean they're, they're fixing, cool. fixing too? Is that fixing too. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it, though. Yeah, they're fitting too. We're fixing too. and finna. Okay. I like fitting. Yeah, maybe they're home for Christmas, I guess. Yeah. I don't think you would just go back to Tampa to go see a hockey game. Sounds Probably really- not. Yeah. Probably not. They love their, their team down there in Tampa. That's like the most popular team in town. Well, they win. They've had some, yeah, great success What about Baker, recently. Baker, the touchdown maker? I would have thought that, what too. But my son that? who lives there says that White they're nuts Cup. over the lightning in Tampa. Yeah, And you wouldn't think that that'd be a hockey town at all. But it is. Well, they've had a hell of a lot of success. Yeah. John Cooper, longest tenured uh, mm-hmm. they got a cool building. The downtown area is really neat there. Marin's still with them? He's with the Wild now. Got his 300th point on uh, Saturday nice. night. Uh, hey, uh, we got four sound stories here in this facility today. Doug, how many do you have? One. I have one. Jackson has one. And Anna has one. En Espanol. We're a bilingual company. Gosh. Well, where is cool. that one at and what time is the Anna one? Jackson, do you know on that one? I don't, Peter, Rep does not, Peter Rep does not have a mic, so I yield the time. Sorry, I just didn't see that one on the schedule. So I it's a Zoom sound story, okay. my knowledge. Okay. I think Peter will be handling the production of that. There you Thank go. you, Jackson. Well, we are a week away from Christmas, and you might be going, oh, God, i got to get Christmas gifts, and i got to get them quick, fast, in a hurry. Well, Doug, as I'm talking to the people right now, mm-hmm. it's 8.42 in the morning. 
Now it's 8.43. I would tell you this. By 8.46, you could have your Christmas shopping done by going to mysoundstory.com and entering promo code TMA. We didn't know how the video uh, element that we've now added as an option would take, but now people are booking up those video ones, which is great to see. I think that's probably the move. We want to uh, do more with the video option, but it's a three-camera shoot that you can get, and you enter the promo code TMA, and it gets you 20% off a gift card. 20% off. So you say, oh, man, what do we get mom and dad? I get a sound story for mom, get a sound story for dad, get a gift card, and now it is taken care of. And you go to mysoundstory.com, and they can schedule when and who will conduct the interview after the holiday season. Just get the Christmas shopping done right now by going to mysoundstory.com and making sure your loved one's story is saved forever, and now with our video option, uh, their image saved forever for your family. Not necessarily for you, but for your children and their children. That is what it's all about. MySoundStory.com, promo code TMA for 20% off a gift card. Oh, look, holiday shopping is done in a matter of two minutes. Jackson, tell the people about Circa, would you? We're more than happy to, Tim, because the world's largest sports book in Las Vegas is now available in Illinois. That's right. The Circus Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. You won't talk to a chat bot. If you run to any issues with the Circa Sports app, you'll talk to real people. And if you're looking to bet NHL, NBA, college hoops, or NFL on the weekends, maybe some bowl game action coming up here at the end of the month, you can use the Circa Sports app, which is now available in Illinois. Visit CircaSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. There it is. And if you are looking for a home, here's what you do. J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N dot com. J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N dot com. That's Jeff Lotman of Compass Realty St. Louis. And uh, this is an interesting spot, Doug, because uh, now we got uh, mortgage interest rates down in the sixes. little mm-hmm. Sunday charge. Coming back a little. Uh, as most of the audience uh, does every morning before listening to this show, uh, reading uh, the Wall Street Journal. Home buyers are ready to buy, but sellers aren't selling. Tough spot because a lot of people are fixed in, uh, in either the twos or threes, and they're saying, well, I ain't going nowhere. No. So supply low, demand high. high. Yep. You need a great real estate agent. Hello, Jeff Lotman of Compass Realty St. Louis, luxury real estate broker. And you go, well, I might not necessarily be luxury because I'm thinking, oh, it's got to be a certain price point. No, 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 no. That's most people. Luxury is experience. Well, there it is. That yeah. price point. He's been doing it in St. Louis for 22 years. So you need somebody who knows the market and might know what's going to happen before it actually takes place. That's where Jeff Lotman comes into play. J E F F L O T T M A N N dot com. That's Jeff Lotman of Compass Realty. Send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, which comes your way in an hour. Giving away five two-packs of Cardinal tickets to bobblehead giveaway games coming up in 2024. You can get your Cardinal tickets for the holidays at cardinals.com slash holidays. And that will be what our winner gets slash holiday. I'm sorry. That's what our uh, email of the day winner gets today for the design, air, win. Uh, Ten tickets is what you'll get. Send your emails in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. The Colonel will join us coming up at 9 o'clock. And Jackson and I will talk it over with Jeremy Rutherford coming up at 1045 on Balloon Party. And you should probably think about it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. 
Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, here's a little tease of what the Colonel's going to be bringing. Uh, what do we have here, Jackson? So Gabe went live with Marcus Carroll, new running back for uh, Missouri Tigers. Nice. How about that, Doug? Yeah, and then he also broke down the Kawan Lacey, four-star uh, running back who committed. To... So this is big news, and Gabe is breaking it, and our audience was respectful. Uh, yeah, so him and Gerard oh. Hamilton are on the live, and uh, we had a, one of our very loyal fans uh, up in the chat. Want, want to throw this up there, Dustin. Appreciate the super chat. Didn't see your question until after Marcus let go. Luckily, we had uh, asked. It says best restroom in Columbia for eating a meal, oh. and I'm going to assume it meant to be a restaurant. But uh, I, I do appreciate the question. He did answer it. Uh, no, you're barbecue. right the first time. Uh, but uh, appreciate that. So um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, Timmy uh, Walters, appreciate the uh, super chat here. All the mo- Mizzou momentum is exciting, but I'm starting to be. Uh-oh. I'm starting to become attracted to my wife's father. Oh. Any thoughts? I mean, look, I said, if you put a super chat, we'll put that, put it on the screen. <laughs> we put it on the screen. Oh, hey, uh, man. These guys oh, can Timmy, ruin thanks, anything. Thanks for the six. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. You got to get that. That just seemed like an effort to get on the show. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Although there's a, a lot of other things to get on. The- <laughs> they gave me a laugh, though. I appreciate that one. Yeah, this is this is a judgment-free zone, Timmy. All Mizzou fans are real happy right now, so you're good. Yeah, see there, mm. Gabe doesn't kink shame either. No. Neither does Gerard. All the mo- Mizzou momentum is exciting, but I'm starting to be, <laughs> I'm starting to become attracted to my wife's father. Oh, gosh! Finish that up with thoughts. Who was on the air with him? Uh, I don't Gerard know. Gerard Hamilton. Our Let's guys see. will ruin anything. This is Mizzou football beat reporter. Yeah, he's good. <sighs> And you pay for that to get on Super Chat? Yeah, you pay six bucks. I think. You well, get you can watch the live stream for free, but if you want a comment that Gabe, like Gabe has a rule, if you put a Super Chat, which you pay for, he will read it. So. And wrote- our audience then takes advantage mm-hmm. of that. Dotem just wrote in, I just had to liquidate my kids' 529s to pay for all these Gabe Super Chats. I would imagine Mark Hanna would advise that. I would think well, so. I was thinking that's two, that's two separate accounts that he's rolling with, right? And I love Deke to death. Yeah. He is my boy, my spirit animal. But I, I was wondering spirit if animal. he just pays a one-time fee or does the, the Timmy Walter and get that special privilege. Mm. And the... Poor Gabe's just trying to do a serious show, football, basketball, talk about the state university. Can't, can't get it done. <laughs> well, he could. He just tries as hard as he can, bless his heart. And our guys just throw every hurdle in front of them that they can think of. You don't have to read it. I'm starting to become attracted to my wife's father. We're trying to break him down, too. We're breaking him down. That's a good one to have in the whole story. Maybe not use often, but... Was the first one by Deke, too, about restrooms? Yeah. No, I'm sure it was. There went to 429. Just to have that read. A woman has revealed she allowed her husband to sleep with her bridesmaid on their wedding night and insisted it made the day more, quote, fun. Katie from Plymouth married her boyfriend of six years, Dan, in an intimate ceremony in Torquay, Devon in September? Mm. Doug, is that... Sounds like England to me. Devonshire. The couple were first introduced by mutual friends and decided to open their relationship up to others a few years ago when discussing their fantasies. The newlyweds appear in the latest episode of Truly's Love Don't Judge, which aims to shed light on unconventional relationships which are thriving despite pressure from the outside world. In the episode, Katie explained how the pair invited one of her bridesmaids to join them in the bedroom on the night of their wedding as she continues to explore her bisexuality. She said, quote, We ended up taking one of my girlfriends up to our bedroom. We had some drinks and ended up having a threesome with her, and it was really fun. She's one of my best friends, so it was very comfortable. Dan added, to do it on such a special day just makes it so memorable. Oh, come on, Dan. Elsewhere. You ever watch St. Elsewhere? I think I did a few times, yeah. Elsewhere, Katie explained how her relationship with her family has been put under enormous strain after they discovered that the couple invite others into the bedroom. She added, I think a lot of the judgment I received has been from my family. They disapproved of what I was doing, and they don't really speak to me anymore because of it. Katie says her family found their actions disgusting and concluded that Dan was the driving force behind it. As such, Katie's loved ones refused to attend the wedding and show support for the happy couple. As difficult as it was to not have her family present at the wedding, Katie said she was thrilled to be surrounded by people who accept her and Dan for who they are on their special day. I've about had enough of Dan. I really have. I don't know who he thinks he is. Sleeping with the bridesmaid on that wedding night made it special? 
I She's know. the one that invited her. Don't blame Dan. Yeah, Katie. He just went along with it. I don't know. And there's nothing, nothing screams love in a special day than having a threesome. I, I, think, Dan, I think Dan's full of a lot of hooey. <laughs> Who was the bridesmaid's date? I'm sure she had a date. So was that a cock? What Maybe happened not. to that poor guy? Maybe not. Maybe she came solo. Well, it was an intimate Dan took affair. advantage What's of it. What's an unintimate wedding? A what kind of wedding? Unintimate. <laughs> I say, it was an intimate affair. What's unintimate? Like 500 th- people? About yeah, a thousand a people, people and just have yeah. a... The Dan Band play where they cuss? Mm-hmm. I think you'd say intimate when you didn't want to invite a lot of people. Either you were... Too cheap to do that, or you didn't have a lot of friends, or you just wanted to, for whatever reason, have a really small wedding. So to make it sound better, you say it was just an intimate affair. Oh, your family thinks you're a slut and they don't come. Oh! Hey, guys, strongly considering changing my text name to, quote, Dan. Doug, that's from Big Tough. Big yeah. Tough might be changing it up, Jackson. Keep an eye on that. We know I had trouble with Dan Tashati in my dream last night, so there's two Dans in a circle bothering me. <laughs> I'll see you at the Blues game, Bill's wife. That's from Josh Bob Bill. Hmm. He's a Tampa guy. He's going. Is Greg Vaughn going? I, I don't know. I haven't asked. Is he coming in for a prominent winter holiday? He is, yeah. So He's a porn star that lives there. Keisha Gray used to share the same building with Josh Bob Bill. Fell into Tampa Bay? No, that was Lana Rhodes. Oh. I was in the car. I don't know if it was Saturday. Um, God, who's the, who's the adult actress we had on that I think either you or Plowsy had to stop following her on Twitter. It was getting monotonous. Zach Zane? <laughs> no. Porn star. Didn't he block you, Fog? <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I can't think of her name. Doug, who was it that you were following, but <laughs> it became monotonous? Not you. I mean, Jill Cassidy? Jill Cassidy. I'm going to say, she, oh, yeah, yeah. she blew up my timeline, too. Much. Yeah, I think I, I think that happened. I she It was the interview that she did. That was... I cannot think of one that's been on the air that is more dense than she was. Jill Cassidy, really? Yeah. What about Lana? Well, she was dense, too, but... I don't know, man. But even the, the simplest really. questions were just like hemming and hawing to get an answer. And it was just like, man. Well, it put us to the test, Doug, but mm. we were up for it. Right. Takes a certain level of skill as an interviewer to Isn't that how we got Iggy full-time? Am I correct on the timeline on that? Where <laughs> right? you f- were you battling for his full-time, too, Iggy? I don't remember No, that. it was before. It was Iggy was on the X or Extreme Radio. Iggy, <laughs> am I correct on this? And if I'm not, you can. But <laughs> you were filling in for Seymour at 920 for the show. And then it took months for us to try to book Jill Cassidy. Remember, a lot of swings and misses from the great Seymour. Mm. So Iggy steps in during a two- or three-day fill, and maybe a week, books Jill Cassidy. I think that wrecked his history, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the timeline. Well, that nice right. going, Iggy. Nicely done. Yeah. Well, when it comes to porn, I'm not going to fail. I've said that, that many times. That is true. I think that is. Bucks Wolf would obviously do a deep dive on but you, this. you but. failed with Mia Khalifa. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we call that a failure. We got that to look back on for... Yeah, I thought know, it was a legitimate question. She just... Yes. You go back and listen to that. Caught her in so many lies in that interview. What are we talking about now? Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz black and yellow, black Khalifa. and yellow. He's Snoop Dogg's nephew. Is that right, Doug? I don't know. If you is. listen to the skeleton closely enough, we do have that segment somewhere. I'm not for sure where to play it. I heard it when I found HD2 on my car. Just listen to it. I play on the same ones every day, obviously, so you can hear it tomorrow. Can hear it the next day. That's a shot at all you listeners. Yeah, mm-hmm. you listen to the interview, the first part one, and she's talking about, yes, I told those guys when we filmed it, you guys are going to get me killed. And then about 20 minutes later, Tim says something to her, and he goes, no, it was fun. I wasn't really worried about it. A minute ago, he said you're going to get killed. Now you don't you don't worry about it? Oh, brother. And just one lie after another. Yeah. There you go, Doug. Thanks. Mia Khalifa. Friend of the program. Uh, if you want to text in and support the sponsors, the EDF Group is the sponsor of our text inbox. The answer is, here's what you do. Email the EDF Group at fireattheedfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF Group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fireattheedfgroup.com. The EDF Group is Hyatt and will prevent your facility from having high fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at the EDF Group. Com. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, who is a wonderful gentleman with a wonderful head of hair, a beard, mm-hmm. and a great voice. Yeah, all of, all of the above is very true. 
And you know, you'll talk a lot about finances when you have your first conversation with Mark Hanna. Let's yeah. say you're trying to start the new year right off on the right foot. It's January 2024 and you want to start with getting a financial advisor and that person is Mark Hanna. You discuss a bunch of different financial aspects, whether it be how much money you make, where you want to be in the next five, 10 years, some plans. He'll, he'll walk you through it all. You talk about assets, but one of the best assets you can have is having someone as valuable as Mark Hanna in your corner. That's why I love working with Mark Hanna, and it's exactly why you'll love working with Mark Hanna. There it is. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. His number is 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. The Illinois Recovery Center is dedicated to providing precise and authentic care to those seeking help and treatment. I don't know if people realize the lack of centers in the Midwest, and that is where the Illinois Recovery Center came from, came from the brainchild of those who have experienced rehab and knows how badly the St. Louis metropolitan area needed a place for people to go. Whether you've made the life-saving choice to seek help on your own or you want to be prepared for the other end of an addiction intervention with a loved one, the chance to learn about addiction recovery is available to you at the Illinois Recovery Center in Swansea. If you or someone you know wants more information about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. They also have a Facebook page. Illinois Recovery Center is where you can find out more about the Illinois Recovery Center. Send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today coming your way in 47 minutes. The prize Big bobblehead pack. Five games. Enjoy five weekend Cardinal games and take home five great bobbleheads with the bobblehead pack. Give the gift of Cardinal baseball. Holiday tickets are on sale now and start at just $55 for complete pack details. Visit cardinals.com slash holiday. That is our prize for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today. We've had the cream rise to the top here so far. Uh, Buck Swope leading the December standings by one goal over the JV golf coach, but there's Brian Henschen, bull executive. Mm-hmm. There's the calcified ear, and there's Gunter. All the greats are playing really well right mm-hmm. now. It's like a major. December's sure is. a major, and I think it's part because of these Cardinal tickets for the uh, the prize. Cardinal's going to join us on the other side of the break. Design, air, heating, and cooling email today, 945. Jackson and I dealing with it down the hallway, but Jeremy Rutherford with us coming up on Balloon Party. This is TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. 